Hey guys, welcome back to Sophisticated Mess. I hope that everyone had a lovely week. It is Friday when I'm releasing this, so I hope that you had a productive week, a good week. I wanted to give a little bit of a life update to start this episode. In the last uh, episode that I released that was just myself, I mentioned that, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to be doing, how life was going to shape up for me this semester. I feel like that's been a running theme so far in almost all of my episodes. Sorry if I repeat myself, it's just been very prevalent right now. And a lot has changed since that episode was released. It's amazing how much two weeks can do to change your circumstances. Since that episode was released, I've actually found an internship that is going really, really well. And my on-campus job actually started up again too. So I've got those two things going. And then obviously I've got school, training, you know, the usual social life. I've also been doing some work with my dad. We were traveling and taking some photos, which was really, really cool. And it's just, it's so funny because now I watch that, that episode with like the generic college degree and like the ones before that. And you know, it's, it's crazy how different of a place I'm in just mentally from those to, to now, just because you know, I don't know if there's a saying that goes with this, but it's like when it's like you have nothing going on, right? And then it's like turning on a faucet and then all of a sudden it's just like you've got everything at one time just piled on your plate. And that's kind of how I feel right now, which is not a bad thing considering how uncertain I was of what was going to happen this year. I mean, I just feel like it's a complete 180 from what I was saying before. Now I'm so excited. I feel like opportunities are appearing left and right, which is absolutely crazy and have been so unexpected and so, so cool. And I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. The internship I have, I, I don't know how much I can say about it. It's not like it's a secret or anything, but it's with um, an Austin-based company. The founders of it were actually former UT students. And I'm getting to do exactly what I love, which is create content around Austin businesses and go and take photos at different restaurants and art galleries. And I'm actually gonna get a chance to work on some of their own podcasting projects, which is really cool and something completely unexpected as well because you know, before I started my own podcast, I never would have thought that I'd be able to possibly work on someone else's but that's really cool it's gonna give me exactly what i need to which is networking and meeting new people and yeah i just feel like there's so there's so so much now on my plate it's kind of insane um as i speak i'm supposed to be writing a paper for tomorrow's class period actually it's due by 9 30 tomorrow morning i have not started it also i have a test tomorrow that I have not studied for. So if that gives you any indication of where school lands in my list of priorities, it is very, very low, which is fine. I mean, it's my last semester. Like I'm not trying to get straight A's. Those days have long, long passed. I'm just trying to graduate. So yeah, I just balancing everything has been really uh, trying but it's kind of it's kind of fun I like to be in this like very heady space where I'm kind of constantly like okay how am I supposed to get all this done 
how am I supposed to complete this and get it on time? And I really like it. I don't know. I feel like I do best when I'm under a lot of pressure. And it makes me value my time more. I mean, now that I'm working 15 hours a week at my job, and then I also have my internship, and I'm trying to do this, and school, like, and and lift weights, like, you really have to be so strategic with every second you get. Like, when I'm eating, I'm no longer, like, watching videos anymore. I'm re-watching my lectures <laughs> from class because I miss them. Things like that, you know, it's a whole new meaning to work-life balance and a whole new meaning to time management. So, yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm so excited with how things have been turning out. So, complete 180 from my previous podcast, but I'm not mad about it. It's very, very cool. Very excited for the things that are going to come my way. So, that being said, that kind of leads me into my topic for today because... I have had a very difficult time trying to get back into fitness. If you don't know, I'm a power lifter and I power lift for UT. I, okay, well, see now that's not completely accurate because I did power lift for UT um, last year and the year before that. So two years, roughly, I was power lifting at UT, which was amazing. Love it. But... After quarantine started, that kind of stopped. Competitions got stopped. All of that got stopped. And I took up my own training again, which has been really nice. Um, But I was traveling last week, like I said, with my dad. And I just had so much on my plate that it wasn't realistic for me to uh, train while I was gone. And even when I came back from the trip, I just had so much to do that for the first time in my life, I just honestly did not have the time to train training takes a long time it takes at least like three hours of my day if you want to include time to get to the gym and then actually training and then coming back showering getting ready for the day like it's just a lot of time and don't get me wrong I love fitness and I love training but I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to prioritize what's most important and that fell a little behind which is interesting because I love working out so much and it's such a big part of my life but it just it's gotten really hard and so I I started back up again obviously because the it, there was about a week period after the trip where I couldn't work out but then the past five days or so I've been you know back on my regular schedule but it's interesting because I feel like I am just like every part of my body hurts <laughs> And every part of me is preventing me from working out like I would want to. And it's very, very frustrating. I feel like I get injured so often. My, well, my wrist has been injured since March. I just haven't had it looked at, which is really, really bad. And I've been continuing to train on it so, so bad. Recently, my lower back um, on my left side has been really hurting. Actually, today I tried to do squats. I, d- I do low bar squats for anyone who knows that, what that means. And it's it's just the bar placement. It's just a little bit lower on my back than someone who has it on your the top of your shoulders. And it allows us to lift heavier in powerlifting. And I, th- I don't know when I injured my lower back, but when I tried to low bar squat this morning, I would get to the bottom of the squat and it pain would sh- shoot through my lower back, which is not good. I couldn't, I didn't even try to lift more than the bar. I just put it down and did other things. 
but also so then I was like okay well I can't do anything that taxes my back so I'll do more things that move my knees instead of my hips because I think it's like part of that hip flexion that's causing my lower back to hurt but then my knees started to hurt as I was doing a lot of repetitions of leg extensions and leg press and lunges and things like that and I was like dang I can't even win here I feel like every part of me is just resisting working out and that just goes to show that maybe a week was not long enough maybe I just need to like reset and reevaluate on what my body needs because right now it's telling me like whoa girl you need to chill out for a second so that brings me to my topic today which is 10 things I wish I knew about fitness when I was just starting out. I know it's going to be more than 10 things. I've kind of roughly outlined 10 things that I want to talk about, but to be honest, there's a lot that I've learned. I mean, it's hard not to to go overboard because there's so much I could talk about with this topic, but I'll try and keep it as succinct as possible. But like I said, I have powerlifted for two years now, I was lifting weights probably about two years prior to that, just on my own. Well, let me amend that statement. I was lifting weights probably about a year before I started powerlifting. I had done it a little bit in high school, but very, very briefly, so I don't even know if that counts. When I first started getting into fitness, I was probably around 14 or 15, and I had just stopped doing softball. I did softball for a really, really long time. I started when I was probably like five or six and did softball probably until I was about 12 or 13, maybe 14. It was around the beginning of high school, like eighth or ninth grade. I don't know how old you are at those grade levels, but it's it's somewhere around there. And so it was my first time not being in an organized sport and I needed to do something because I was just really unhappy with the way that I looked. I feel like that's how a lot of girls start out is sadly like image-based goals. And I guess there's nothing really wrong with that in the beginning as long as it doesn't get too obsessive. But you know, like a lot of people, I didn't like the way that I looked and so I wanted to improve that and obviously with that is finding a workout plan. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I had a treadmill and luckily we had some gym equipment in our house already like dumbbells and we actually had some pretty nice stuff there because my dad had a home gym at one point and we still had some of that left over. And so in the beginning, I just kind of started running here and there. I wasn't too sure how often I should do it, how long I should run. I mean, it was just kind of my first introduction into training in some sort of way. So I would just kind of run here and there, maybe like twice a week. It wasn't a lot and I wasn't really seeing much progress from it. So I started doing more research. I actually, so this was back when Tumblr was a big thing and I know my friend and I loved Tumblr. I actually mentioned it on a on the previous podcast with Trevor and Tumblr was a really interesting place because at that time there was a big emphasis on girls with those really small frames, really cute petite bodies like tan and toned and I just saw these pictures of girls and I was like oh my gosh I want to look like that you know and so I actually found a girl on Tumblr who (laughs) this is so crazy who was selling her own fitness guide 
and this girl is like a nobody like i don't i have no clue where she is now i only ever knew her from tumblr as far as i know she doesn't sell anything else now or even post any content on any other platforms for all i know she disappeared off the face of the earth but she was selling her own fitness program she had pictures of her before and afters and a full guide with even like a meal plan and everything and i was like okay i think it was only like 15 dollars. maybe it might have been less than that so i figured okay why don't i try it out and so it was just a printable like downloadable guide it was actually really, really helpful. Uh, it had workouts for all seven days of the week if you wanted to. She included a rest day in there too, but it outlined specific things that you do for each day and how many reps and sets and all of those things. And so I remember it was kind of, um, it was weight-based, but there was also some like hit action sprinkled in there too, which is high intensity interval training. And I remember it being so helpful like really really helpful it got me training on a regular basis and i just from there i just kind of started to fall in love with working out i would do it at home though i didn't have a gym membership and so from there i did that for a while probably about a year maybe six months to a year i would say and then i found sarah's day if you're familiar with her she's an australian based youtuber and i knew her in like i mean this was years and years and years ago before she had the following she has now and i remember i bought her first fitness guide as well another printed guide but this one was different because it wasn't weight based it didn't have like any dumbbells or anything it was all high intensity interval training and that was a switch up from what i was used to and it was it was definitely challenging because it it tests your endurance and like jump squats jump lunges all of those things so i did that full guide i think it was i don't know i think it was like a month or two program something like that and i would continue to do those workouts like every once in a while and then i joined the cross country team my senior year of high school and that was all running so i just kind of stopped doing my other training on the side and i only did cross country which was great but i feel like it didn't really like i actually i love cross country i love to run it was great because it kind of got me to try something new and i actually really loved it i feel like i did really well considering it was my first time ever competing in that sport and uh, I was one of the top girls on the team which is really cool and then after that I I like how I'm just telling my fitness journey and I'm not even talking about the steps yet this is gonna be such a long episode my gosh but from there I graduated high school went to college and the facilities at UT are just absolutely beautiful so I knew that if I did not push myself to use the nice gyms that we had here I would regret it so much because I had been in and out of a gym before like a couple times during high school and I knew that I wanted to weight train I was just too self-conscious I talked a little bit about this in my episode with Cassie actually how intimidating it was when I was around a sophomore in high school to go into a gym and just see all of these like really big buff people so I hadn't really been in the gym since then and once I got into college that first week here I was like I'm going to use this gym and I did I got used to it and fell in love with weightlifting from there I exclusively did weight training until I joined powerlifting and then I actually followed their programs and now I'm here and it's been a long 
process and I've tried a lot of different things and I've learned a lot along the way and so that's why I wanted to share that with you guys because it can be really complicated and it can get really overwhelming in the beginning when you're doing research and you're like well I don't know what the heck I should do to start getting healthy or lose weight or whatever your goal is to gain muscle there's so much information out there that yeah, it can just be it can just be a lot to sort through. So, these are just some things that I wish I knew when I started and that I've learned along the way. So, let's just get right into it. Okay, so these first couple tips are going to be more for beginners, I would say, but I mean it can really apply to anyone. So, the first is to really focus on having the correct mentality going in. So, I hear a lot from other people that they just really want to look a specific way. They just want to be toned. They just want to be skinny. They just want to have a specific feature, whether that's skinny legs, toned abs, or thinner arms, things like that. I feel like that's really common in fitness in general. Like when you're, especially when you're looking online, the way that articles and things are worded are very much directed at people trying to attain a specific thing. And even myself, when I was younger, um, like in that very, very beginning stage, when I was probably about 14 or 15, like I just really was image-based. I really wanted to be quote-unquote skinny and toned. And I think when you're younger, a lot of girls fall into that. And what I have learned is that it's really important to look at it in terms of your goals. So I think of it as an opportunity to get stronger and not just get skinny. Because when I think about, oh, I just want to lose weight. I just want to look thinner. I just want to, you know, when you're very like image-based, you can develop a really toxic mentality around fitness and around your body. Body, like that's how body dysmorphia and things like that really start to accelerate because you're so focused on how you look instead of how you feel and now when I train I don't even think about what I look like I just focus on okay how strong am I today can I how does this weight feel like does it feel really heavy does it feel light and there's so much that goes into that on a day-to-day basis but overall my goal isn't to look any specific way anymore it's to just get stronger overall and to be a more well-rounded lifter and that can apply to whatever type of training you do if you're in powerlifting or you're training for hypertrophy which i'll get into the differences of those later on but if you're a runner or a swimmer or any type of, you know, whatever type of fitness that you do, a cyclist, training for better strength or better endurance is, I think, a little bit of a healthier mindset than just trying to get thin. Because ultimately, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take you very far. I didn't see many results uh, when I was just trying to look a specific way. It was really when I changed my mindset to be like, okay, I'm in this for the long haul, so I just want to see how strong I can get. And that's when I really started to push myself to lift heavier and to work harder for whatever I whatever my goals were because it was something that was more it had more substance to it if that makes sense like it was actually measurable 
in terms of what I was lifting at the time. And seeing those numbers go up from 10 pounds to 15 to 20 was really, really important for me to measure my success. And it made me feel a lot better because those numbers were actually telling me that I was getting stronger. So that was really cool. And Honestly, I've never felt better about the way that I look now. And I know that my 14-year-old self would be looking at my, my body now and be like, whoa, like that's what I want. And it took a long time to get there. So I think it's, it's a lot about shifting your mentality to getting strong and looking at it that way. Because then you, you won't think about yourself in such a negative light anyways. So that's one. <laughs> that's just one. I can't even imagine how long it's going to take me to get through all of these. But two is to set yourself up for success. So I think that it can get really confusing, like I said, to look online and see all these different types of training right? But if you design a program based on what is going to work for you and your schedule and your goals, that's what's really helped me be able to maintain my fitness routine long term. So it's been very contextual based on where I've been at in my life. When I was younger, I didn't have a gym membership, so I could only do home workouts. And having a routine in place of home workouts enabled me to do that. And then as I got older and got a gym membership, I specifically looked into training that was based on the gym and weight training. And designing a program based specifically on gaining muscle was what I was looking for. So I designed each workout based on that goal. And I think that's really important. And the really main part of that tip is to have a set workout routine with you every single time that you go into the gym. Because I I saw the least amount of progress when I didn't have something set up for me. Like right now is kind of, <laughs> I mean, I know based on the powerlifting training that I've received, what type of training I should be doing, but I'm less effective in the gym when I don't have a written routine with me. So I think that designing a program that's specific to one, your body, and two, your goals, and three, your schedule, is gonna make a big difference in how happy you are training and how effective your training is. Once you design a program with all those things in mind, have a written routine with you, have a written routine with you every single time you go to the gym. So your sets and reps already set in place. So you don't even have to question like what machines you're going to go to first and what sequence you're going to be hitting those things because then you're going to be way more motivated to go also because you already know what you're going in there and you're doing and that way you can actually measure your progress as you go along as well because you can look back at the previous weeks and be like okay i know that i was hitting this weight in squats okay i know that i can squat the bar and i did that last week for three sets of 10 reps so that was 45 pounds and then the next week you can look and say okay this week i can add five pounds to either side of the bar so now i'm lifting 55 pounds for three sets of 10 reps. 10 pounds is, you know, a big jump in one week, but for someone who's new, you know, those gains come really, really quickly. And so I think that I'm already going, I'm already talking so much about this one thing and going off in the weeds. But to simplify, step two, I think, is to set yourself up for success by not picking a program that doesn't work for you. Obviously, if you can't spend two hours in the gym, don't pick a program that is gonna put you in the gym for two hours. If you don't like running, don't pick a program that makes you run. 
you know? And the second part to that is to have a list of what you're doing every single time that you go to work out, even if it's just a home workout. If you know exactly what you're gonna be doing every single day that you go into the gym or you work out at home, it's going to help you be a lot more effective and actually see measurable success as you keep going forwards. So that's all I'm gonna say on that one. My goodness, that was such a long one. Hey. Hey. Can I call you back? I just got a real quick question. You're on the podcast, say hello. Oh, (laughs) hello. All right. Okay. Gotcha, thanks, bye. Bye. That was my dad. Um, Okay, what the fuck was I saying? Um, But three, it is not always about how much you do, but the quality of the work that you're doing. And what I mean by this is form over everything. Make sure that your form is locked down. That is something that I have gotten really, really strict on myself about when I'm lifting. And I credit powerlifting for this a lot because... I didn't really have a clear picture of what correct form looked like. I, you know, kind of watched videos, I had looked at other people, but I had never really asked for help. And once I joined a team and I was correctly taught how to lift, it made such a huge difference in not only the amount that I could lift, but on how my body felt while I was doing it. It just, I just saw so much progress while I was powerlifting that I had not seen beforehand. And it's because I was really focusing on the reps and the way I was performing them and not just how many repetitions I could do, if that makes sense. And so I wish I could go back and tell my younger self that too, because a lot of times I would just like do a lot of workouts and I wouldn't really focus on, you know, how well I was doing those repetitions. Like say I was doing an ab exercise, but I was using a lot of like, I was swinging my legs a lot up if I were doing, say, leg raises, and I wasn't actually focusing on engaging my muscles correctly. Those leg raises weren't doing anything for me if I wasn't actually engaging my abs. So it's like, what's the point of doing an exercise if you're not getting the benefit from it? So that's why I say form is so important and make sure that you're working smarter and not necessarily harder because the more you focus on form, not only are your lifts gonna be better, but your progress is gonna be so much better in the long run. So that's another thing, that's the third tip. So look up videos, Athlean X is a really good resource, especially for form, and get that down first. Get that down first because I'm telling you, if you do that first, everything after that is gonna be so much better. The fourth thing I wish I knew when I started is the difference between hypertrophy training and strength or powerlifting training. To simplify it, hypertrophy training is more in that higher rep range, so you're doing more repetitions of each exercise at a slightly lighter weight, while strength training is focusing on lifting the most amount of weight that you can at a lower rep range, so like the one to six, rep range and strength training is focusing a lot on those compound movements like squats deadlifts and bench 
while hypertrophy is more they have more variety and they're more based on like the accessory movements so they're using a lot of cable machines and pull down machines leg extensions they're doing a lot of body weight workouts um, pull-ups push-ups those type of movements and really a good fitness routine is going to incorporate both styles of training so including like one strength training movement like squats bench or deadlift in each session and then following it with um, accessory exercises that are based more on hypertrophy training and when i was first starting out i just remember seeing a bunch of different programs based on completely different things with these words tossed in there in between and it was just so confusing and I didn't really understand that it can actually be simpler than that. Like you don't have to, you know, get lost in the terminology. It's really just, are you training to lift the heaviest weight that you can? Or are you training to tax your muscles? And there's like HIT training, which is high intensity interval training. And then there's LIST, which is a lower intensity. That's like your steady state cardio, things like that. So if you wanted a measurable difference of the two, HIT would be like sprinting, going your hardest for a shorter interval of time, and then resting and then doing that again. While LIST is like running or like walking or jogging. Things that are a lot slower and that aren't based on shorter intervals. So it's important to know those things because when you do get into fitness in general, you kind of want to know what that means and how to design your training program around what your goals are. And that's where prioritizing hypertrophy or strength training comes in. So I would encourage you to do your own research and figure out what's going to work best for you. But I just remember I was so confused in the beginning, like trying to figure out what both of those mean. It's really not as complicated sometimes as it seems. It's just figuring out what your goals are and then how you prefer to train. Because not everybody wants to be a power lifter or lift really heavy and not everyone wants to sit there and do a bunch of repetitions, right? It's just what you enjoy. And personally, my body does not respond well to different types of training. Like after powerlifting for two years, I think it was actually really hard on my body to continue to increase the weight so much and work in that really low rep range. So it's really based on your own individual preference and what your body best responds to. But yeah, knowing that difference is key when you're first starting out or even if you've been lifting for a while to kind of adjust your training preferences. So the fifth thing is gaining weight doesn't exactly mean gaining fat. And that kind of goes into what I was just talking about, which is strength training and hypertrophy training. Because when you're strength training and you're like... For me, when I started powerlifting, I started trying to lift really heavy and I actually moved up a weight class because it was going to allow me to lift heavier and I was fueling my workouts better and so I was better equipped to lift heavier weights because my muscles were, there was more energy for me to work with if that makes sense and that's when you start to see more progress at least for me in terms of strength was because i gained weight i was when i so for reference um and this is not to measure yourself based on me because everyone is going to be different but i'm a very short girl i'm only five feet tall and when I first started powerlifting, I was in the 47 kilogram weight class, which is the 103s, 
103 pounds. When I was a freshman in college, I was only like 98 pounds. Like I was tiny. And I just, and I say that because I just personally can't imagine getting down to that weight again. I don't know. I think it was just like being young, having a really high metabolism, whatever it is. It's perfectly fine if that's how much you weigh, if you're like my height or shorter, whatever. I'm not here to judge you on that because I once was at that weight. But I just, (laughs) considering what I weigh now and how that's changed, I cannot imagine weighing that again. So I started out really, really light. And it gave me an advantage because there weren't that many girls in the 103 weight class. But as I started lifting heavier and eating more as a result of that to like fuel my workouts, I just naturally started to gain weight. And it got really hard for me to maintain that 103 pound weight class. It just like, I mean, I was gaining weight, but it it didn't look like, it's not like I was gaining like, fat necessarily so now for reference i'm actually around 115 pounds but i still fit into all the same clothes that i did when i was around the 103s like my body hasn't changed that much i mean i don't fit into everything per se but i still like my clothes didn't dramatically get three sizes too small like i still fit into a lot of the same clothes and i'm still around the same size as i was when i was a freshman in college but i am about 15 pounds heavier which you know for a small person that's kind of a lot of weight and that's the thing about fitness in general is i think that people get really caught up in the numbers and they freak out if their weight if they gain two pounds overnight or they lose two pounds overnight and you know your weight fluctuates on a daily on a weekly basis like for me i could fluctuate three to four pounds within a day i can fluctuate five pounds just from like the morning to nighttime just because of the amount of food that I take in throughout the day and what people need to recognize too that when they're starting to lift heavier weights and get a lot more into fitness is that just because you're gaining weight uh slowly over time because I mean to give you to give you a measure of the time like I was at 103 when I was a freshman and now I'm a senior and I'm 15 pounds heavier so this weight increase took a long time to occur it was slowly and gaining weight doesn't necessarily mean that you're gaining body fat because I was training throughout that entire time I was building muscle and it was changing the way my body is shaped and not necessarily like how big I am if that makes sense so I just I think it's really important for people to realize that if your goals are based strictly on numbers and I'm talking like weight goals I'm sure if your goal is to lose weight because you're extremely overweight that's a different story than someone who was around my size and didn't really have anything to lose. Like, I shouldn't have been measuring my progress based on the numbers on the scale. And I shouldn't have freaked out if I was gaining a couple pounds every week or two. Because if you're training correctly and you're eating in a way that fuels your body for your workouts, like, you're building muscle and you're not necessarily just gaining body fat. And I think that's a really important clear distinction distinction that I wish I knew when I was younger because I think that there's just so much like when you when you grow up and you see all of the commercials for 
weight loss programs and like Jenny Craig and Nutrisystem and like all those things on TV and you grew up with TV shows like The Biggest Loser, that can really impact the way that you think about fitness and it really makes you think about the weight instead of what you're trying to achieve, which is to be a stronger, healthier person. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about in my first tip, which is to really focus on your mentality. So yeah, I just think that there should be less focus on the numbers because just because you're heavier today or tomorrow or next week, it doesn't mean that you just gained three or four pounds of body fat overnight. Like that doesn't happen. Most of the time it's water weight. Most of the time it's because of the food that you ate. And a lot of times it's because if you're training right, you're building muscle. So enjoy it. You see a lot of fitness people online tell you that they've gained like 10 or 20 sometimes 20 or 30 pounds from when they started, but they look fantastic. And it's because they've built their body up over long periods of time to have a lot more muscle than when they first started. So that is my fifth tip. Gaining weight doesn't exactly mean you're gaining fat. You gotta you gotta eat more if you wanna grow more. Simple as that. Number six, and this is a really, really important one that I wish I knew when I was like 14 or 15 and I had no real concept of what fitness actually was and that is consistency is the key to change. I mean, really, I didn't realize this until I started powerlifting at UT and that is because I started a program with them that was relatively the same for the entire year or two that I was with them. It was based on the same movements almost the exact same accessory movements as well which I'm not saying that's completely right or completely wrong because I do think you know my program wasn't a hundred percent exactly tailored to me however I was following that program to a T every single day that I was training and every single week and that led me to where I was at the competition and I have never seen so much progress in such a short amount of time as when I was on that program for powerlifting. I increased the amount that I could lift by so much because I was so consistent in my training. I was training four to five days a week at the same time every single training session. And I was doing the same, like I had a, obviously it varied day to day, but on a weekly basis, I was doing the exact same workouts um, with increases in weight every single week. And I was so consistent on everything in the specific style that I was training too that I saw more progress than I had seen in the three to four years that I had been lifting and training beforehand. And that includes running, that includes, you know, doing home workouts, whatever. Um, Because I was always switching it up, I was never like super consistent with every single style of training. I saw progress for sure, but it wasn't as measurable as it was in the two years that I've been powerlifting and it's been really crazy to see how differently my body has changed like I've become so much more I don't know like I can see so much more definition and growth in my body because of how much I was lifting for so long and yeah I think that that's something I wish I had known because obviously it's a big part of anything you do in life 
But specifically when it comes to training, making sure that you don't give up on things too quickly is really key to making sure that you actually achieve the progress that you were looking for. And that could be in the context of bulking, of shredding, of building muscle or training for competition, whatever it is. The more consistent you are in everything, in training, in sleep, in nutrition, and I'll get to that. Um, next, but that's all going to make a difference in how much progress you make. So consistency is key. And if you're not training for anything specific, like if you're not on a sports team like I was, and you're just trying to get into fitness for you, it can be consistency over a lifetime as opposed to just over the next year or so. But if you're looking for it as like, this is a lifestyle change, that is the type of mentality that's going to allow you to see progress because you know that fitness isn't fitness and exercise isn't something that you're just going to do for 6 months or 30 days and then quit it's like something that you're invested in for your entire life and that type of consistency over a long period of time is going to give you the most results it's going to actually allow you to achieve your goals oh my goodness, seven, we're almost there, is sleep and nutrition directly affect your goals and each workout that you do. And that is something that not a lot of people pay close attention to, but whether or not you got a full night's sleep or whether or not you've had a lot of sodium or you've had a lot of carbs, a lot of fats, um, whether you didn't eat all day or whether you've been eating a lot all day, all of that can impact how successful or how difficult a workout is and the consistency at which you maintain a proper sleep schedule, a healthy diet, those things are going to directly impact how successful your progress is for whatever fitness goal you have. So when I was first starting out, like eating right, following a correct nutrition plan, getting enough sleep. I didn't even connect those things to my fitness goals. I was like, well, you know, you've heard this before. I actually heard this from my family too. It's like, you can eat whatever you want as long as you're exercising. And I mean, nutrition is a whole different topic that I want to talk about in a separate podcast because obviously I'm super passionate about that too. But that idea that you can just eat whatever you want as long as you're training hard is not, it is not true at all. Your nutrition plays a huge part into not only how you feel, but also how you look and how good that your training is going to be. That is something that I think needs to be at the forefront of people's minds whenever they're looking to achieve any goal fitness related because they're so interconnected. Like if I just even training in the morning fasted without any food in my system versus training at night when I've eaten a couple meals throughout the day, completely different, completely different in the way that I feel. Or if I had a lot of sodium the day before that I go to a training session, I'm going to actually feel stronger sometimes in my lifts the next day because my body is holding on to so much water and it just like all of that helps fuel my workouts. Actually, when we, there's so much sodium manipulation too is a whole nother subject. Like nutrition in general is just so important when it comes to lifting 
But if you don't have any like crazy specific physique goals or powerlifting goals, like any competition goals, just making sure to maintain a healthy diet and a healthy sleep schedule is going to make a world of difference in whatever fitness goals you want to achieve. So just prioritizing those and you know, eat your vegetables, stay away from processed food, processed foods, all of that is going to help you see bigger changes on your journey. Number eight, something that I am realizing right now is that you can actually over-exercise. That is a huge thing that people don't actually address very often. You can over-exercise. Muscle fatigue, injuries, those are real things and those can really impede your progress if you're not careful about it. I realized, like I said earlier, that powerlifting may not be the best type of training for me, or at least I need to be more careful and strategic in the way that I do it. Because powerlifting worked for me. I saw a ton of progress. I actually was really proud of how far I had come. However, I was getting injured. Just I, I maybe my body gets injured more than um, than a normal person, or it's it's on me and it's me not maintaining proper form um, or pushing myself too hard, lifting too heavy, because that's also it too. But sometimes, especially in the beginning, like absent of powerlifting, if you are just training so so hard, seven days a week, six to seven days a week, like sometimes you you really don't need to be training that much. This goes back to what I was saying before, train smarter, not harder. Don't bust your butt for seven days a week in the gym, do two training sessions a day, cardio in the morning, weights at night, just to achieve your specific fitness goals because one, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna hate yourself. Like It's gonna be so hard for you to get motivated. motivated. And two, you risk injuring yourself so much more when you're doing that and you're probably not going to be happy either i mean unless you're like a huge gym junkie and that's like your entire life i mean even then it just gets so exhausting be very methodical in the way that you set up your program and the the way that you train every single session because when you focus on the quality of your sessions and not the quantity One, you're going to give your body more time to rest because you're not killing yourself trying to work out six to seven days a week super, super crazy hard and have super long sessions. And yeah, I just think it's really important to realize that if you have a goal, that's great. And if you're driven to achieve that goal, that goal, that's great. But don't overdo it because it may actually hurt your progress more than help it. And it may hurt the longevity of your motivation as well. Like you might experience burnout and you might injure yourself. And when you injure yourself, it just really sucks because you got to take time off to let it heal. You can't do certain exercises. Everything hurts when you go in the gym. It just makes it, it just makes it so much harder. So don't overdo it. I feel like people can get really crazy obsessed in the beginning, especially and if I had anything to tell my younger self too, because I was re- I was like that in, when I started getting really into lifting, it, especially my freshman year, I was training almost every single day. Every single day without fail, I was trying re- my hardest to go really heavy. And it just like, it didn't, it didn't help me. Like it, it actually hurt the progress that I think I could have made if I had just slowed it down, scaled it back, 
and focused more on form than anything else. So taking breaks is okay. If you need to take two weeks off, that's okay. If you know that you're gonna be able to get back to it and maintain a regular schedule, right after that two week break is over. Take as long as you need to heal whatever ailment you may have, if you have an injury or whatever, or if you feel like your body is just so taxed. But there is a line there because you don't wanna fall into that cycle of like taking long breaks and then not actually maintaining a schedule. And that brings me to my next point, which is number nine. And that is that motivation is a product of your environment. And this is a tip that is important for no matter what stage of your journey that you're at because this affects me now, it affected me when I was younger. But back to what I was saying earlier, you have to recognize, am I overtraining and I want a break? Like my body is physically tired and it needs a break or am I just lacking motivation to go to the gym? Because those are two very different things. And my tip that I wish I had known when I was younger is that your environment is going to dictate a lot of your motivation. A lot of the times, the hardest part is just starting. It's just leaving your house to go to the gym. It's just putting on that workout video on your TV. It's just looking up a program. And your environment is going to change how you feel about those things and how motivated you are. So, for example... I love to have a lot of natural light in whatever house or room that I'm in because if I'm in a really dark room all day and I'm in really comfortable clothes, I'm like just scrolling on my phone, it's really dark, it's cozy, like I don't have that motivation to get out of bed and to get outside, go for a run or go to the gym and leave my house and leave how comfortable I am. I find that my space and like the clothes that I'm wearing, if I'm oversleeping a lot, if I'm staying inside the entire day, those things and the people that are around me, the types of accounts that I follow online, all of that makes up my environment in a way, whether that's physical or virtual. And that is gonna affect how motivated you are to get to the gym and do some form of exercise. I know that even just putting on my gym clothes in the morning, that is going to already put me in that mindset like, okay, I've got my gym clothes on, so I've gotta go to the gym. That can make a big difference, just that one action and whether or not I feel like going to the gym. That and whether I'm sitting on the couch or laying in bed. If I'm in my living room, it's brighter, it's not as comfortable, and it makes me want to get up and get moving as opposed to being in bed where I feel like I want to sleep. Similarly, if I'm on Instagram and I'm watching a lot of fitness people post their workouts, that also can make me feel motivated to go to the gym. If I'm in a really negative headspace and I'm kind of playing into that, I'm playing really sad music, I'm just spiraling kind of down this like sadness hole, like that's not gonna make me wanna go get up and do something productive. I mean, and there's something to be said about just feeling whatever emotions you have to get, get it out of your system. But I think that what works for me is to either like listen to something or watch something that's going to put me in a happier, more positive mindset. And that is going to motivate me to get to the gym. Um, Like I said, sometimes it's just about actually getting up and getting started. So a lot of times it's just about setting up your environment so that you're removing the barriers that are going to make it harder for you to actually get up and get started with whatever you want to do. 
And then number 10, the last and final thing that I've learned along the way and that I wish I knew when I was younger is that what works for someone else is not gonna work for me. This is really important, not only just in the way that someone looks, but also the style of training that they're doing or even what fit or active means to them. Being fit, being active, exercising can look different for every single person and that is completely, completely fine. So looking at someone online and thinking, man, I wish I was like him or her. You know, maybe you you aren't like him or her because you just don't enjoy doing what they're doing and that's completely fine. And if you try and force yourself to follow the same routine that they're doing and you really don't enjoy it, it's not going to be sustainable for you over time. And even if you do enjoy exactly what they're doing, say you follow a fitness influencer on YouTube or Instagram, whatever it is, and you buy their program and you see that they had amazing, amazing results on that program. And obviously they're selling it so that they can help people out on their own fitness journeys, right? You buy the program, you start it, you follow it exactly how you're supposed to for that designated amount of time, whatever it is. Your day one to day 30 or day 60, day 90, whatever the heck it is, your body is still probably not going to look exactly the way that that person looks because everyone is so different that the end result that that influencer or that person achieved is not just based on that program specifically. There are a lot of different factors that go into the way that that person looks. It's nutrition, it's sleep, like we talked about earlier, it's genetics, it's what they were doing for the years prior to actually working on that program. There are so many different things. Their stress level, their family life, all of those things, the way that their body holds fat, um, their fat distribution, um, how easy it is for them to gain muscle, all of that makes a huge difference in the way that someone is going to look. And just because you buy a program online does not mean that you're going to attain the same results that they do. And even if you've been lifting for five years and you've been following um, a plan to a T, you've achieved results, you feel great, your body is still going to look different from someone else who's been doing the exact same thing for five years. Two people can follow the same nutrition plan, the same sleep schedule, the same exercise program and still look completely, completely different. And that is what I feel like needs to be normalized because there are so many people online who have like the same idolized physique. And truthfully, it's just not, it's not possible to all look the exact same way. Like it doesn't exist. Everyone is going to look completely different and it's completely okay. And I think that when I was younger, I was chasing whatever image I had in my head as the perfect body. And I think a lot of younger girls fall into that trap and it's just something that it's not attainable. And it's something that I wish I had let go of sooner because once I did and I just, you know, changed my mentality, I just want to get stronger. I don't want to look a specific way. That's when I became the happiest. And that's when I actually in, like started appreciating what I looked like. No matter whether or not it looked like the image I had in my head when I was 14. 
So I just think that that's a really, really important thing to remember, no matter what you know, part of the journey that you're on. It's just that no matter what you do, you're never going to look exactly like someone else. So just stop trying. Obviously work hard, work for your own goals, but stop trying to model yourself after someone else's success. So those were the 10 things that I learned along the way. Those were the 10 things I wish I knew when I was starting out. So I hope that those were helpful for you. I hope that you enjoyed listening. There's just, fitness is so nuanced. It's so different for every single person. A person's fitness journey is gonna look different than their friends, than their family. It's really so individual. There's so many other things that I wish I could talk about too. Like another really important thing, actually I'll give you a bonus tip right now. When you start, do it with other people. Don't just do it on your on your own because sometimes you need that extra kick in the butt to actually stay on track. I saw the most progress when I was on a team, whether that was um, in cross country or in powerlifting. Those were the two times in my life where I saw the most progress at what I was doing and it was because I was pushed with the other people who were around me who had the same goals that I did. So finding a group of people that have the same mindset, the same goals as you, the same interests as you is going to be huge in helping you not only stay motivated, but have a good time, like enjoy yourself along the way. So definitely recommend that. And another thing I want to emphasize is that, you know, weights don't make you manly. I talked about this with Cassie. Don't be afraid to try different things, try different styles of training. It's going to open you up to some things to some things that maybe you never thought about trying that but that you actually enjoy um, if you want to run swim bike strength train train to be a bodybuilder or try out crossfit those are all different types of training that can give you amazing results and that can be really fun you just never really know what you're going to be interested in until you get started so yeah just try different things forget about how you look just remember how you feel and the takeaways are just do your research define your goals understand your starting point because that's really important and set measurable realistic attainable goals so that you don't lose motivation halfway through and you can actually build and do this for a lifetime because fitness is so important it's something that i love and obviously i need to take a step back from maybe in the next few weeks just so that i can like heal my body because it's literally telling me that i need to relax a little bit but fitness is awesome i love it i might want to be a personal trainer one day who knows and it's just cool to see your progress and how you can change over time so Yeah, that was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I didn't ramble on too long. If you liked it, please leave me a review. I really, really want to get my reviews up. So if you could do that for me, that would be amazing. Leave a five-star review, write something, tell me how I can do better. All of that is awesome and I really, really appreciate it. So I look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.